What's up, you guys? Out here, Alphamar. I guess this is day four. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, day four. Um, things getting better. Like I told you guys, they should. Um, that doesn't mean that they would, but um, it's amazing what a what a good night's sleep and um. It's funny, I wear on my left wrist, um, I happen to see on Instagram this thing called Whoop, W-H-O-O-P, um, and I, I went on their Instagram and I seen that it was like a, pretty much like a recovery stroke, um, um, probably like fitness tracker. I don't know if I would call it a fitness tracker. What what I seen in this device was um, purely recovery at heart. Um, I seen that it it tracks sleep. I seen that if you wear it 24 hours a day, it um, it tracks a thing called heart rate variability, which I'm not like I I didn't know a lot about it. Still don't know a lot about it. Um, didn't really like, I, I learned a little bit about it just so that I knew, um, like the basics, like, so I, I knew the basic was the higher, the heart rate variability. Um, that's a good sign. So a, a high, but you can't compare to others. It's a bit like heart rate. Um, you can only compare to yourself if you can run along at five minute miles and your heart rate's lower than it's ever been for you at five minute miles, that's a good sign. Um, I think heart rate variability is similar, but you kind of want it to be higher. And so, I mean, I, I just got on this topic because the, the whole topic of sleep. Um, there's days that, you know, I, I had a pretty rough um, couple of nights sleep in Flagstaff. It was last week um, before I traveled and it was kind of like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, the worst night sleeping, the Monday night. Um, I could probably actually go back, but anyway, um, the worst night sleep was like, yeah, the Monday night. Um, and and I just remember feeling pretty rough. And and this little device, you wake up in the morning, um, and it and it tells you things like, you know, like how recovered are you? Um, and it, it happened to tell me that um, my recovery was at like twenty. 26%, you know, um, and that's like obviously really, really low. I'm going to go back because I'm just scrolling here and it lets me do it. 25% recovery, it says, for that day. Um, it told me that I got five hours and 46 minutes of sleep and that I needed eight hours and 45 minutes of sleep based on my previous couple of days of um, activity and exercise and stuff. And and so my my Monday I was like 86% recovered and then on the Tuesday morning, 25% recovered. So, I mean, I didn't really pay any attention to it. It's a, it's a new device. As far as I'm concerned, it could be gimmicky and, and all the rest of it. And, and anyway, so I go to the track and like, I, I remember if you listen back on the podcast, um, I don't know if I did a podcast that Monday, but I told you guys that I was only going to one run, run once. Even if I didn't tell you, I'm telling you now. I was only going to run once that day. I had felt great on the tempo on the Sunday. So I planned to run once. I wanted that to be the day that my groin and adductor issue kind of like disappeared. Um, I could have doubled, but I decided, no, 
I'll run once. I think that'll be really good for the groin. I went and got massage. Um, and then I, I got a really poor night's sleep, five hours, 46 minutes. Um, and then I woke up the next day, seen this 25% recovered. Like I said, gimmicky, didn't really give a shit. Um, I go to the track, I warm up. I don't really feel like there's much going on. And then like I'm into like my second set of the session. And, and that's the day that my adductor really hurt. And then I had to drop out of the session. And it's like, it's hard for me to look at it. I mean, that that's one day. So I would never like look at this little thing on my wrist and be like, oh my goodness, like this thing's really smart. Like it knew that I was struggling, but let's have a look at something else, which which is what I kind of wanted to talk about today um, on the whole like topic of sleep. Um, I told you guys about heart rate variability there. Um, but really interestingly, um, if I go back to that previous week, for example, and, and the day, the day that I eventually hurt, um, my, um, adductor, the, the chart kind of goes like this, like it, it on the, on the Friday, which is, so I got hurt Tuesday, which was probably like 10 days ago now or nine days ago. So the Friday before that, the heart rate variability was sitting at like 70 on the Saturday, it dropped to like 57. On the Sunday, it stayed the same. On the Monday, after one pretty good night's sleep and probably feeling good after the tempo and stuff, it went up to like 88. On the morning that I hurt my adductor, it was 40, the lowest it had ever been since I started wearing the device. And I think that's like, like that's really cool that it was able to sort of like track that. Um, so then moving on to like where we are now, um, I did the long haul travel. Um, so I did the long haul travel, um, Friday and after, after a couple of days in Phoenix at sea level, I went to see John Ball Um I went to Phoenix, the heart rate variability went up to like 87. It went up to the highest it's ever been for me, which was like 105. Um, then I did the long haul travel and I can just see the chart just go down. Um, it went up to 104. 93 and then this is so cool well i mean it, it's its job to do this but obviously i got food poison on the saturday so heart rate variability on the sunday 48 heart rate variability on the monday 49 and then it's just slowly coming back up again like tuesday back up to 66 that's the day i didn't feel too bad on the cross country course um but then it actually dips back down again to 53 on the wednesday so Maybe maybe my double run on the Tuesday after the, the hard session, maybe that wasn't um, a good idea. Remember I told you guys I felt awful Wednesday morning. Um, also, maybe I didn't really get, remember I wasn't getting very good sleep. Um, and then now it's coming back up again. Today it was 80. And I think that that tells you a story because like today, today I was out there running at like six minute mile and 6.10 and, and I actually felt good. Um, it's the first day I've felt good, and maybe that was after a good nap yesterday, a good night's sleep, and and it's just amazing, like, the power of if you can just mentally relax, um, I think that's such a huge thing, like, even if you're lying in bed, but if you're not mentally relaxed, it's very difficult to, to like, think for things to settle down, um, and, yeah, there you go, um, I, th I thought that was quite cool to tell you guys about that, um, 
I think it's really cool. Some people may or may not think it's that cool, but um, I if I look back at like previous weeks of data when I wore it, like there was just no, there was much less crashes in the heart rate variability. Um, and maybe that explains like the inconsistency in the training. And if anything, like the wearing this wrist thing really makes me focus on recovery. Um, so no, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought I would just tell you that about you guys. Like I, these guys, I don't even know if these guys listen to the podcast. They probably don't. Um, I was, I was going to buy it. It's $35 a month or maybe $30 a month. Um, and I, I, it was something I was going to sign up for and use. Um, I mean, I, I, I believe in things like that. Like, I think if it's going to give you a little edge, um, when I told you guys about me not being sure, the morning that I got hurt, for example, when my recovery said 25%, which is brutal, um, and I did think at the, at the time it's a bit gimmicky. Gimmicky because I haven't seen any data results from it yet for myself. Um, but, like, obviously now that I'm, like, way more confident in this device, like, perhaps the next time I wake up and it's sitting at 25%, well, then I'll know, hey, maybe switch the interval session to like tomorrow or, you know, maybe like slow down on the reps or something today. So once you start to see a bit of good feedback from it, um, I think it's important. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's really interesting. If there was a big pie chart of the days where my recovery is like 30% or my heart rate variability is pretty low and I'm talking to the, let's say the team that works at Whoop and I'm talking to them, I'd probably be able to be like, oh my God, yeah, that's the night I had food poison or oh my God, yeah, that's the night I only slept for five hours in Flagstaff or, you know, there's, so it is consistent Um, I'll give it that. It's really, really good. Um, It's not, it's not the greatest that like when you're out in a run, it's, it, I don't think it tracks your heart rate very well, but um, that's because it's wrist heart rate. Um, if I check my heart rate right now, it's it's always really good when I check it. Like, um, so you can just go to what's called strap status, and it it brings up like a a live heart rate there and then while you're sitting there, and it's telling me well my heart rate's descending. So let's see when it calms down a little bit. Um, I mean, I'd expect it to be like fifty odds sitting here. It says it's sixty right now, fifty nine. 58. I mean, that, that's probably what I would expect, like 57. Um, I mean, if I probably really, really tried, I'd probably get it down to like 45 or something while I'm sitting here right now. But I'm sipping on a cup of coffee, getting ready for my evening run and doing a podcast. So it's now 55. You know, like it, it's, I think it's like, it's accurate during the day. Like if I was going to, if I talk to the team, one thing I would say is like, cause I'll get back from wearing it and I'll be wearing it for like a 60 minute run and, um, it'll tell me my average heart rate was like 163 and I'll be like, well, no, it wasn't because it was probably like 135. Um, and that, and that's just because I know, I know my heart rate, whether I'm wearing a strap or not. Um, and so I, I'd be curious to know how that would then affect, um, the data in terms of like the recovery analysis. So if it thinks you worked, 25 beats harder than you did um does that mean that um the next day when it says you're 45 percent recovered are you actually like 55 percent recovered because actually you didn't work as hard as the device but i i think it's more like time 
Um, I think it works more on time and works more on if you if you Google heart rate variability, you'll see it. I think what impacts the results more is what your heart rate sits at during the day, just the day to day heart rate rather than what it is when you're out in the run. So it's a if if I know that it's working really well, 20 three hours of the day or 22 hours of the day, I think the results are actually going to be pretty accurate um, and as accurate as they're going to be for me, because I, I don't want to wear like a, a heart rate strap all day. You know, I don't think anybody wants to wear a heart rate strap all day. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's pretty sick and pretty cool device. Tracks sleep really well. It, it tracks like rest and heart rate really well too, without you like having to like even think about it. You know, it just, keeps a record let's see what it says my resin heart rate is between 43 and 50 which is that's pretty normal um i think when you're up at when i'm up at altitude i i barely see it under like 48 for example but i think it does get a little bit lower when i'm when i'm down at sea level um and then i think the longer you wear it for then the better it gets um my average rest and heart rate for this week for example is 47 um and I again, I would expect that to come down. Um, my resin heart rate on Saturday, um, just before I got the food poison, was 39. Um, my resin heart rate on Sunday, when I had the food poison, was 54. Um, so I, I think everything from since food poisoning is is just starting to work its way down. It's, my body's just starting to relax again and, and just as it was starting to relax again i went and did a 14 mile day on monday you know what i mean so we're not maybe we're not the best at well i'm certainly not at just letting the body like settle down and and relax its little self you could say but um so that, that's a really cool device but it, it on the it's it, it was predictable for me that training would pick up i'm, I'm pretty experienced now and um, I know my body really well and, and I know I go through a rough patch like I'm going to do like a, just a bit of a threshold run tomorrow um, but I've kind of like wrecked a course today kind of like did my eight mile run this morning on, on sort of the course that I would that I'll probably use tomorrow and um, the four mile out seems pretty cool. Um, pretty nice four mile stretch um, and and, it, and we had a tailwind today and we'll probably have a tailwind for that portion tomorrow um, but my only concern on the way back is it, it's a it's a pretty hefty headwind um, and I, I know what it's like when you're trying to like hit certain speeds or things like that so I think tomorrow will be very effort based um, I think I'll just not really worry about a Garmin or anything like that like I've been like I told you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll just go by effort and make sure that I put in a solid effort tomorrow because I know that a threshold run is still what I need. I always find if I get in a good 40 minutes or 50 minutes of effort and I know that it was an honest 40 minutes, um, I just find things, things kick back in. If, if you're ready to do it, if you're not ready, um, to do it, then, um, I don't think it's a good idea to do like a longish threshold run. And, and if you work too hard, it's also not a good idea either. Um, so probably find the first 10 minutes. I'm just warming my way up into it and getting, there's lots of things going on guys that you need to bear in mind, like glycogen stores are 
sort of getting ready and your heart rate's coming up to kind of an acceptable heart rate for the effort and you know your your heart rate can't go from 120 when you're standing getting ready to go to 165 or 170 instantly so this is kind of why you set off at a like a reasonable effort and work your way into the hard effort um but that's the plan tomorrow um i'm gonna get out for another run tonight um probably five or six miles um i i i have planned to do some hill strides but i don't know just that my doctor is sort of ready to do that um with tomorrow in mind um I'd rather get the tempo out of the way, maybe get some treatment tomorrow. Um, I half have a feeling. Yeah, treatment tomorrow. Um, I think our physio comes in tomorrow, which is really cool. Um, and he could probably treat um, the adductor, which would work really well. Um, tomorrow's not like a, like I told you guys, tomorrow's not like a big important um threshold but it but it is important that i get it done and it is important that that kind of starts the process of moving um in a like direction towards being it's not it's not fitter yet because it takes it takes fitness a while to build but certainly with a little bit of consistency it starts the process of the fitness building again um so that's it's it's important that i can get through tomorrow and um i don't know that hills tonight are gonna you have to think of it as will will doing hills tonight help tomorrow and I don't know that it does. Um I know if I just run easy tonight for five or six mile, that's not gonna hinder tomorrow whatsoever. Um but probably the hills might put me in a spot where for all you know I couldn't even do tomorrow. Um so that's where we're at. Um there's a there's a big big squad of I think Northern Ireland guys coming out tomorrow um, youths, juniors, and, and I know Northern Ireland's doing a really good job at uh, pushing for things like that and, and having squads come together like we are here. And um, yeah, like I, I hope <laughs> I hope I didn't come off the wrong way yesterday when I was um, talking about like moving out of the hotel. And um, and I don't really, you know, like I, I think about it and these guys are all coming out and like what message does it send that the guy that... I guess right now is like performing on the men's side like what message does it send out that I left the hotel you know um, and I actually text the group chat uh, the guys that are coming out and I, I just give some tips and I was just honest like I I have an inability to just like sugarcoat things and so when I was talking on the podcast yesterday and I was telling you guys about the food and like you know the noise and and like the beds and things like this like I feel like that's just honesty um and and I've kind of talked about it and like you know 20 10 years ago I might have been okay with that and I might have came out here and but obviously like now I have the funds behind me to to book something better for myself better for me I think that's the important thing here some people love there's going to be people that come out here that like don't go to bed at 9 30 at night or 10 o'clock and and they're gonna love it you know um but for me, it just wasn't for me. And, and, and I think that the message that I wanted to give across was like, you know, if, if it does, if something doesn't work for you, just don't be worried about changing that situation. And, and that's where I'm at. I've retired so many times that I know I, I kind of need to like protect myself a little bit. 
um, and it's just protecting my brain and protecting my emotions from just getting in a scenario where I'm not comfortable because once I'm uncomfortable and and it makes me uncomfortable like like we're talking right back to a kid here when I was made to feel uncomfortable in school that's when I probably beat the shit out of people loved it like you know and and it's not it, I just know what I'm like. I just would be pushed into a scenario whereby like I'm uncomfortable and someone would be making fun of me and I wouldn't know how to like respond and I'd get all emotional and then next thing I'd be punching them in the face. And obviously I'm not a kid no more, so I'm not, I, I don't lash out or I'm not that kind of guy, but I would lash out in like other ways, if that makes sense. Like if I'm uncomfortable and like it's on a very minor level to some kid yelling your names or talking about your mum bad in school back in the day all of a sudden we're in a scenario where I just didn't sleep good or my roommate snores or you know something like this and I'm down the next day and I'm, I'm, I'm in a foul mood and I'm supposed to go do an interval session and, and I just maybe I just fuck it up because I'm just in a bad mood well that hurts my training that's not good for my training and and so this decision was made to put me in a scenario where I'm I'm just comfortable I can I can nap I can sleep well through the night I can cook my own food and absolutely brilliant decision stand by it but I just didn't want it to like rub off on people the wrong way like I, I don't it is nothing along the lines of me thinking I'm better than anybody or anything nonsense like that it's just me knowing what works for me and and I would encourage strongly if you're if you're in a scenario in the future and you didn't book it yourself or you're kind of pushed into it you don't have to stick it out. Um, if if I stuck it out and I ended up having three really just mediocre weeks training, that's not what I need. You know, I don't need that. I don't need to be moaning about the food every day. I don't need to be moaning about the hotel every day. I don't need to be moaning about how my night's sleep was. Nor does anybody else want to fucking listen to that for that matter. So I made that decision to, to jump ship and put myself in an environment where I knew, right, okay, big guy, no excuses. Um, you've paid for this, suck it up, like be comfortable, have a really good three weeks training and um, move away from Portugal, delighted that you made that decision. Um, and I've made decisions in the past that I've regretted, but you can only act on all you've got. And when I weighed up the situation, I decided this was the decision to make and, and here I am. And in fact, like I, I, I really like the Airbnb I'm in. Um, two days in and I'm, or a day in actually, sorry, probably 24 hours in the Airbnb and I, I feel better rested. I had one of my sort of first decent runs in Portugal, you could say. And yeah, absolutely great decision. Um, but yeah, the guys are all coming out tomorrow and no doubt I'm going to take a little bit of shit for... Um, jumping ship into an Airbnb, but I'm a, I'm a 30 year old man and I, I like to think I'm allowed to make at least some of my own decisions. I know that there's influences who like to tell me what I can and can't do sometimes when it comes to running, but I think in life I'm allowed to make my own decisions and especially if I'm paying for them. Um, so yeah, so everything's good. Um, I, I'm, I'm happier. I'm, I'm in a really good mind frame. Um, I, I need to get better. I haven't I brought my Normatec boots out and I don't think I've wore them once. Um, so I'm in the process of moving them to a bit more obvious place. So they're sitting right where I sit if I'm going to watch TV. And that means last night I had to fill in some paperwork for the P1 visa. And um, so I just didn't really get a chance to... I mean, that's just absolute laziness talking. Um, all I had to do was put them on and then do the P1 visa. But... Um, 
I need to start using them a bit more. Excited for the physio to come out. I think that's going to really help the groin. Um, and yeah, like hopefully, hopefully things continue to move forward. Um, had a really good chat with one of the old guys I used to train with, Steve Gallian, this morning, and you know, I camps like this, it's it's interesting to see the different groups that come out here, and but I feel like one there's one common thing about what happens when people go away to camp, like they just forget how what they can handle and forget what they can sort of like maintain for a probably three to four week period, and you do see a lot of people either getting hurt when they're at camp or leaving camp and then getting hurt when they return home and problem with running is it's a it's a two-year investment and not everybody wants to hear that you know so you sit somebody down and you say they say right I've got four weeks here what can I buy and and say it was a shop and and I if I'm the cashier I'm gonna look at you and say not a lot mate four weeks ain't gonna cut it and nobody wants to hear that you know like it it takes time it takes two years two years of anything and you'll be pretty good at it um 10 years and you might even master it um and i think that's the thing like i come out here and it's just business as usual it's nothing really changes um the one thing i am gonna do because the weather's a bit nicer is try to stretch a bit more outside when i finish runs but i don't come out here and think okay big guy this is the difference maker, you know, what you do in the next three weeks is determines your whole success for the summer. Absolutely not. But it can definitely help strengthen my chances of having a successful summer. So it's still very important that I have a good three weeks, but it's not all or nothing. And and I think sometimes people get a bit, yeah, a bit too excited on training camps and um, maybe end up fatiguing themselves, but that's up to them. Um, all right, guys, um, have a good day. Thanks for listening. Um, I, I hope things are going well with everybody else. Um, I, I hope following along on the podcast may be helping or not helping. Um, one thing I did mention or didn't mention that I wanted to was that people don't make decisions for you. Um, I remember I, I wanted to pull out of European cross country in December because I was sick. I got the chest infection and um it's like I wanted every someone else to do it for me you know I went and seen a doctor and he told me like you know yeah there's definitely a bit of an infection there and I can we can see the green mucus we can see there's something going on but maybe you could still compete maybe it'll shift in the next few days and so the doctor (laughs) gave me the okay to go but also gave me the okay to withdraw um my high performance manager at the time was like yeah like uh, you know I could see why you might want to withdraw. It'd be great to give somebody else an opportunity to run. But also you might still be able to contribute. And nobody made the bloody decision. And then in the end, I had to just be like, actually, I'm just being a bit of a pussy here. And I don't want to run because I know I won't do myself justice. And um, it's the same with like the hotel situation, you know, like, and, and for you guys in the future, this is what I'm talking about. You know, if you're, if you're in a scenario that you don't love it, um, and you know, it's not going to lead to something good or like a good race result or just anything like whether it's life or sport or, and you're calling people up and you're complaining and you just, you're just dying for somebody to say, Hey, get out of there, go to that hotel two blocks away. It probably won't happen. You have to, you have to make that decision on your own. You have to just harden up and and make it and then people will either respond positively and go good decision or they might give you a bit of shit but they probably would have pussied out themselves and so if they're giving you a bit of shit they're probably thinking 
fair play. They had it in them to just go and do that, and I probably would have just suffered through it. I don't believe in suffering. Life's, life should be joy and fun and happiness. Suffering enough every morning when it's freezing cold and the wind's hitting me and I'm up in Flagstaff, so this should be a nice period. All right, guys, have a good one.